Happy December 5th. I am your host, Rob Riches. And I'm your other host, Cheryl Riches. And this is our podcast. Debtor Survive. Yay. <laughs> Episode number seven going down. Well, that's not so bad, huh? No. How has your week been? Uh, mine has been better than yours, I think. Yeah. Some of you probably saw on Facebook if you're hanging out. I had a little bit of a spill. My wife pushed me. Well, when you don't do the laundry right, that's what happens. <laughs> Um, so anyways, everybody that has reached out to me and, uh, wished me well, thank you very much for all that. It's a long ways from my heart, so I will heal just a little stiff and sore walking around and uh, a little bruised up, but yeah, it's a lot bruised. It's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Anyways. So yes, that's how uh, my week has gone. So I've been sitting at home waiting to see doctors so I can go into work. So I'm not even allowed at work right now. So hanging out with our dogs and, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go back to work. The dogs appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> so other than that you got your wine i do it's actually you got me a really good one this time i'm really enjoying it well that's good mm-hmm. i uh randomly go to the to the liquor store or the grocery store and i just pick up different flavors of wine for her so she never knows what she's getting and then sometimes i hide it around the house this time i hid it in the place where we were supposed to store wine because there's never any wine there <laughs> I thought she'd never find it. <laughs> I knew exactly where it was. And she was very excited because my cousin, Kara, let her know that uh, there is 16 liter right. box. Public service announcement. There is 16 liter wine boxes that you can purchase. Oh, boy. That's what I needed to find out. So thanks for that, Kara. Uh, also, I'd like to do a shout out to uh, Mr. Paul Fine. He's been listening to all our episodes. He's a good friend of mine that I ride motorcycles with and uh, work with. So, Paul, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it and telling as many people as you can about it. Yep, we, I appreciate it, too. Thank you. Uh, so, episode seven. Let's do our checklist. All right. Got your wine? Yes. Got your story? I do. Let her rip, potato chip. Okay. Um, I'm going to be talking about Danielle McGuire. Oh, my God. I know this whole story. You do not. Okay. And Danielle's app. So I've got a Danny and a Danny, and I'll try to keep it as least confusing as possible. There's a Danielle and a Daniel. Can't we have like a Dan 1 or a Dan 2 or something? It's okay. I think I think I got it covered. We're okay. All right. Okay. So in January of 2000, Danielle McGuire was a college freshman at Susquehanna University in Pennsylvania. She was 18 years old and she was about to go on a second date that night with Danielle's app. So Dan was a college freshman at Carnegie Mellon University. And okay, there, sorry, got to interrupt. Daniel's right. app. That's his last name? Zap. Oh, Zap. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were saying app. I'm like, she's on a dating app <laughs> yeah. or what? Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's like when somebody has the last name Zass, right? And it sounds like their name is so-and-so Zass. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's Zap. It's Zap, right? Like electrical Zap. Okay. Right? Okay. Carry on. Um, okay. So they're looking for date ideas. And Danielle's mom suggested that they walk around... Danielle's hometown. It's just outside of York, Pennsylvania. And that's what they decided to do. So they were walking around and then they headed down to their local marina. 
So they're hanging out at the marina and they're talking and they're skipping stones and oh, isn't it romantic? And then there's this red pickup truck that pulls up. And this guy gets out of the pickup truck and he has a dog in there. It's a Rottweiler and he lets the dog get into the river and they play. We have a Rottweiler. I know this story kind of makes it sound scary or whatever, but she's a big suck. They're, they're usually big sucks. <laughs> I think every dog just depends on the owner and how the owner treats them, what they do with them. Personally. Yeah, it's true. I think so too. Um, so this guy in the truck asked a couple if they needed a ride, but they were like, no, thanks, dude. That's kind of weird. Right. So everything kind of seems normal. The truck driver pulls away and then they start walking in a dip in the opposite direction that the truck went. But soon after the truck is beside them, pulling up beside it, beside them. So the guy has like gone in the opposite way, did a U-turn, and now he's beside them and passing them. And he's pulled up in front of them, blocked their um, pathway. So they can't go anywhere because this truck's sitting in their way there. So he jumps out of the truck and he's pointing a gun at the couple and he says, get in the fucking truck. Good second date, right? <laughs> Language. <laughs> well, I think there there's two times here that that's going to be said, so cover your ears. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> at this point Danielle says it all felt unreal like she had just entered a nightmare and Dan starts bargaining with the guy saying here like take my wallet take my keys take my car I'll give you my car there's a laptop in it you can have that too but the truck driver says no I don't want those things get in the truck so he makes Dan get in the back of the truck with the dog like in, in the box of the truck, right? Yep. And Danielle sits up front with a driver who is, who's just like driving around, ranting and raving and acting completely crazy. So they feel like she feels like they've been driving around forever and she's trying to figure out what's going on. And she's pleading the whole time saying, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. Please just let us go. And he told Danielle that he was kidnapping them for ransom, but she didn't believe him because if he was kidnapping him for ransom, he would know a little bit about their history, right? That they're worth money or not. Um, but he drove right past Danielle's family home and her family was actually standing on the front porch and he didn't have a clue that that's what had just happened. So she didn't believe that he was looking for ransom. She didn't bang on the window or scream. Or I don't know. It, it didn't say that, but you would think she would have, I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to draw well, especially attention with to Daniel in the back of the truck. Like you think he'd scream and holler out the back, right? There was a cab cover on it though. Well, that wasn't mentioned. <laughs> I do mention it later, but yeah, there's like one of those, uh, what are, yeah. What are they called? Just a cover. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. Um, he's in the back and he's trying to, he's got a cell phone on him. So he's trying to call people, like get emergency services or anything, but he has no service on his phone. So he can't get in touch with anybody. Of course not. <laughs> Must be our cell phone <laughs> service. I don't Jesus. know. <laughs> I can't make a phone call from my own house. Yeah. It's, it's well, we, we kind of live in the middle of nowhere. So, but yeah, Ridiculous. it's bad. <laughs> So this guy eventually turns onto a dirt road and the th he pulls the guy, the kids out of the truck and they're all standing beside the truck with the river in front of them. And this crazy dick is like passing back and forth with his gun in his hand and he's still ranting and raving. But now he wants, whenever he wants to emphasize a point, he's shooting his gun towards the river. So he'd be like, I don't know what to do. Bang. You guys have seen my face. Bang. I don't know what I'm going to do with you guys. Bang. Right? Like... <laughs> crazy 
Yeah, you, he's going to run out of bullets. Are well, they counting? You, I would, if I was kidnapping people and doing weird shit, I'd be afraid of drawing attention to myself. So I don't know. Anyways, Danielle just thinks that he's doing it to scare them. And like, obviously it's working. It would be scary. And the kids know that shit's getting real and there's a big possibility that they're going to die. So Danielle starts thinking, what can I do to calm this guy down? And she can tell that the guy's frustrated and agitated and she's huddled next to Dan. Eventually he tells Danielle to get back into the front of the truck and he tells Dan to get back into the back of the truck with the dog. So they do that. And then the guy gets back into the driver's side and they're just sitting there waiting. And he looks at Danielle and says, so you'd said you'd do anything, right? So, yeah, right away she knows exactly what he's talking about, and she knew she was about to be raped. I know it's another one of those. I know you hate it, but it seems yeah. to be a running theme in a lot of these survival stories. So we're just going to have to get past that there's people out there that are, like, monsters. Um, so she just kind of nods because she doesn't want to die, but she's also really worried, like, if she fights this guy, then what's he going to do to Dan, right? So she's got to protect him, too, and try not to die herself. So... The asshole rapes her. During this, Dan popped his head up and the guy yells at him to keep his fucking head down. So there's the other one that I knew was coming. <laughs> so, like, how vicious is this dog? Like, I get he's in the back with the dog, but is the dog standing over him growling or trying to, like, what's going on? Like, why can't he? Well, because the guy's got a gun, right? I don't I don't know. If he's, he's... busy having raping a girl or something like that, you think that yeah. the guy in the back would be able to get out. Unless... I just feel like unless you're actually in this situation, you probably don't know what the right answer is, right? He didn't know. He probably still doesn't know if he did the right thing, but he gets a lot of credit in the end. So just stick with me. I am. I was just trying to figure out what this dog's <laughs> yeah, doing. Like yeah. you mentioned the dog and the Rottweiler yeah. and stuff. I they just didn't, didn't really know say it... the dog did anything. They just kind of, when they say it was a Rottweiler, it was kind of, you know, that menacing undertone. Oh, it was a Rottweiler. Yeah, right? I know. We've been it's kicked just... out of camping grounds because <laughs> yeah. our dog yeah. has the name Rottweiler. <laughs> exactly. Um, so afterwards, he gets the two out of the truck and he points the gun in the direction he wants them to go. And he says, go walk down there. So Dan and Danielle grab onto each other and they start walking towards the river. And Danielle's praying that he's gotten what he wanted, like what he was after and that he'd let them go now. And then she hears the gun go off again and sees Dan fall down right in front of her. And there was blood coming out of his mouth. So she knows now that if she's, if he's shot Dan, she's going to be next. So she knows she's about to be shot too. So she knelt next to Dan and they say to each other that they love each other and goodbye. And then at this point, everything goes black for Danielle. She says that she doesn't remember feeling any pain, just a lot of pressure in her head and that everything in her body went numb. Like she didn't feel anything in her body, but the next thing that she remembers is waking up in the river and her body's numb and she's spitting things out. So she figures she's been shot in the head through the mouth and she's also been shot in the leg, but she doesn't re realize it at this point. So she's actually been shot she's, in the head. She was shot in the head. Yeah. She, she's dying and she's praying just like dying there and praying that when she does die, that Jesus is going to take her soul. And then she sees Dan and she realizes that Dan's still alive and they're both in the river. So she tries to get to him and she musters up every bit of energy and strength that she has. And she gets to him and they, she just 
grabs onto him and holds onto him. And they look at the back at, at back at the shore. The crazy truck guy is still standing there and he's staring at them. So, and he's still got the gun in his hand. So he's just watching them die. And Dan, thankfully, is thinking quickly. She, he says to Danielle, "If we just play dead, if we don't move, and we just float downriver, he'll think we'll dead. We're dead, and he'll leave." And that's what they did. They just floated around, but they kind of had their eyes in his direction so they could see what was going on there, but they played dead. Eventually, the attacker gets back into his truck and he leaves. Danielle believes that if she didn't have Dan there to guide her, she doesn't know what she would have done and she probably would have died. And she believes that Dan was there that day to save her life. Downstream, there's a hunter, Pete Prowl, sitting in his truck. And Pete's looking upstream and sees two objects coming down the river. And as they get closer, he realizes they're people. When they get close, when they get close enough to him, he steps into the river and he reaches out and he gets a hold of Dan's hand and pulls them into shore. Then he sees that they've both been shot in the head. So yeah, Dan was shot in the head too. At this point, neither Dan or Danielle could speak, and they were shaking violently. I'm sure shock is part of this. It would have been... Well, I'm probably wet. And yeah, bullets going through your head. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they'd be all shaky. <laughs> um, but Pete needed help to get them into his car, or his truck rather, because they're two grown adults, and he's just one guy trying to get two people that are completely lifeless probably get into the truck and he didn't so there just so happens that there was a car coming down at the same time so he stops the car tells them what happens and says you have to go to town and get help at this point dan is bleeding very badly like it, the the bleeding picks up it starts getting worse well it was probably you know depending on how cold the water was it might have actually yeah yeah that's probably true i don't know what well, was january so yeah it would have been really cold yeah so i'm saying so if you got some really cold temperature in there it might have actually helped the clotting process yeah. or whatever, maybe. I don't know. Not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. But the blood is choking him. So Pete doesn't think that Dan's going to make it of the two of them. He doesn't think that either of them are going to make it, but he thinks Dan is definitely not going to make it. All right. So, okay, we're going to cut now to Danielle's home where her dad answers the phone and the phone call is to inform him that his daughter has been shot in the face. Could you imagine getting that phone call? No, that like would be... it's just I, I got so worried, especially when 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 our daughter moved out and stuff like that. And then, you know, our, our son moved up to London and, you know, we've heard about, you know, how many times, you know, guys have tried to steal stuff from him and Right. And, just, and if you if you hear that your child's been shot in the face chances are they're not going to make it. Well, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So he's running out the door to go see his daughter. And on the way out, he grabs a cell phone and a picture of Danielle because he wanted something of her to be with him while he was driving. And the whole drive there, he's talking to the photo, like having conversations with it. I think it's a really terrible moment, but also a really sweet moment that he wanted to have something of her. And he grabbed the photo on the way out the door. Now, does she not have a mom or anything, or is he just gone and everybody else has to try to catch up, or it doesn't say? Or... Uh, it doesn't say. I think it, I think she has a mom. No, think... no, she has a mom because the mom was the one that gave them the date idea. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's yeah, right. Sorry. So no, I was just thinking that it's even more heartbreak for him if he's lost his wife and everything. Right. Else, I don't know so... if they're still together because it sounded like he had a longer drive, and she was in the hometown with oh. her mom. So I think that they might be separated. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
at the hospital, they're both rushed into surgery, Danielle and Danny, Dan. Um, the most serious injuries of the two is Danielle's right lower jaw. The doctor said that the bones were shattered in so many pieces that it looked like Rice Krispies in her face. Oh. Yeah, bad. And her tongue was damaged so badly that it was almost completely severed. So what Danielle was actually spitting out while she was floating in the river, remember I said she was spitting things out, it was... Parts of her own tongue and body? It was bone fragments and teeth. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Plus her face was like super swollen. The doctor said that her head was so swollen that it was almost the size of a bowling ball. So still smaller than mine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I just thought that was a weird comparison. I didn't think bowling balls were that much different from a human head. However, well, I think it is I think if you go to the 10 pin bowling, like I said, I think the I, I think they have the bigger sizes yeah. and stuff like that, but yeah. I still think it'd be smaller than mine. I do know that your face can swell quite a bit because I actually had a skiing accident once where I hit my head on a tree. Uh, that explains everything, guys. <laughs> yeah. So if you were wondering what happened to her, here's the story. I had 12 staples put into my head and I was I had a really bad concussion. So when I actually snapped out of my concussion and I looked in the mirror, I looked at my face and I, I was so upset because I thought, there's no way my face is ever going to look normal again. It get, It's crazy how contorted your face can be with, an, with a big impact and then go back to normal after. So. And it's weird. Her face went back to normal, but her mind is still warped. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can't remember shit. Um, anyways, when Danielle is actually woken up, I don't know how much later, maybe weeks later or whatever. I'm not really sure. Um, she has a tracheotomy and a stomach tube. And her jaw is wired shut and there's dirt in her teeth. She looks at herself in the mirror and she starts to cry because she's so upset. I, I can understand completely. I've been there. <laughs> Maybe not quite. To the, I wasn't shot in the face, but I've been sort of there. Uh, but it all starts to come back to her at this point when she sees a picture of Dan and her on the bedside table that somebody's put there. And she's like, oh, shit, what happened to Dan? Right. Because she doesn't know at this point what happened. So she starts asking her family what happened to Dan. She's got this terrible feeling that he didn't make it. And they say he's he's OK. He's alive. He's doing really well. And he's right down the hall from you. But she didn't believe them because she thought probably her family's going to do whatever they can to keep her calm and healing up and whatever. Right. So she just keeps asking, like, where's Dan? I want to see Dan. So Dan gets word of what's going on, and he writes her a note saying, I love you, and I'm okay. I love you. Second date. <laughs> yes. But, okay, second date, but they've been through some shit. Like, they've both been shot in the I face. I love you, second <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. date. <laughs> they better be together <laughs> to this day and married, or at least got married and divorced. Well, you'll have to wait until the ending to hear how this all went down. Okay. <laughs> um, turns out Dan's been shot. I, I said it already, but he's been shot behind his ear. It went th straight through his windpipe, through his jaw, and exited out his cheek. They were concerned that he'd have a blood clot uh, forming, and it would cut the blood supply to his brain, but luckily that didn't happen. And the bullet had chipped one of his vertebrae. So had the bullet been a couple of millimeters First of all, it could have killed him. I, like It's shocking that it didn't kill him. But also, it could have paralyzed him, uh, and it didn't. So he got especially lucky. Yeah, like 
when you're talking millimeters, right? And you're not talking yeah. a whole lot. And I what mean, it's it? one thing to, I mean, obviously paralyzed is still better than dead, but wow, like just, yeah, just the, the luck involved in that. Well, and what are the chances that two people got shot in the face and neither one of them died? I don't know. Did you do facts? Did you check up on this? I How didn't. often does this happen? <laughs> No, that's your that's your little party that you do. I don't do that. <laughs> People want to know. <laughs> okay, so now we need to catch this bastard, right? So Detective Doug Demongon was assigned to the case and said, the brutality of this crime is beyond explanation. How do you victimize two innocent people, kidnap them, terrorize them, sexually assault the female victim, and then shoot them in the head, push them in a river, and leave them for dead? I think everyone was shocked. Everyone was angry. And we need to get this guy, and we need to get him now. You know what you need to do? What? You need to get a story where they have normal names like Smith and Jones. Demagon? Demon? Dugon? Demagon? Like, <laughs> maybe it's Demongon. That makes more sense. Demongon sounds like somebody that's going to take out a crucifix. <laughs> out of all that, that's what I pulled out of that, right? Like, we're going on a manhunt for a guy that's done all this. And I'm like, what was his last name? You know what? Now I'm looking at it, and I think you're probably right. It's probably Demongon. Anyways, they have this huge undertaking of trying to find the actual crime scene um, because there was it was such a huge area. They didn't know where they were. They were driving around for so long. They didn't know where they were in the river. It's not like they could say, okay, we were at King and Main or whatever, right? So they had to get a group of people. They get down to the river, and they start walking shoulder to shoulder and looking at the ground in front of them. But actually, within a couple of minutes, they find a large pool of blood about three feet from the water's edge. And they also found three casings from a nine millimeter handgun. So probably that's where they found everything? Probably. I would think that's what, where it all went down. Detective Demingon knows that the clock was ticking and they needed as much information as quickly as possible. So he needs to go to the interview and interview the victims. But when he gets there, Danielle's still in the coma at this point. Um, probably like, I'm sure this happened right away that they needed to start doing the interviews, but Dan's there and Dan's awake. So he goes in to interview him, but Dan's in a lot of pain. Every you think he got shot in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be a little sore. Maybe every movement that he's making is very painful, but he also wanted to catch this guy. So he's eager to help, but he can't speak yet. So the detective got, got him a pen and a notepad and then he was asking him questions and then Dan would write down answers to all of the questions. And he was able to describe the attacker as being a white male, 35 to 45 years old with blonde hair. He was very drunk. He was wearing a brown hat, blue jeans and black Nike high top sneakers and told them his dog's name was Sam. Dan described the vehicle as being a beat up red truck with a gray or white cap and said he had tools and a baseball bat in the back. They started talking to local investigators, and William Babner's name came up. He had a record of run-ins with the police involving alcohol, domestic abuse, and he had a Rottweiler. So the police get a bunch of photos together of suspects or just faces to throw, throw off Dan, and they start laying the pictures in front of him. And as soon as he laid down William Babner's photo, he starts like pointing and like banging on the photo. So the detective says to him, Dan, is this the man? And Dan writes, yes, it's him. And the detective asked if he was sure. And he answers, yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm just banging on the picture and going nuts. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he, looked <laughs> yeah. Cute. he also said like his 
pupils dilated. Like it was a, it was definitely a reptilian reaction or whatever they call that, right? A reptilian? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> you're making shit up no, now. You're going to have to Google making... that after, right? I'm not Googling any yeah. of that because you made it up. <laughs> didn't though <laughs> yes so, you did so the police put out that He's they having had... a reptilian reaction <laughs> yeah. to it. it's a reptile a reptilian reaction is like um what is that where you flee or fight or what is it fight, fight or flight fight or flight yeah that's like a reptilian reaction yeah sure <laughs> okay go on with your story the police put out that they have a positive id and they start to look for william Abner, but they couldn't find him and it's getting late. They go to all his usual houses and hangouts and they have no luck. So Detective Demingon heads home for the night and he's just crawling into bed after a very long day and his pager goes off. Pager. Ah. <laughs> That's so funny that they were just like they were huge, right? For a while and now they're just gone. Like they... I don't know. I'm not I'm not uh, old enough to know what a pager oh, is. Oh, please. <laughs> Um, he's told that they found the truck in front of his girlfriend's apartment and then he needs to come back. And they're assuming that Babner is armed, obviously. I mean, they, I know they found the gun at the scene, but it, he had one. He probably has very, more than one. There's a very good a chance. Yeah, very good chance that he has another one, right? And they call in the SWAT team. Uh, around midnight, they arrive at Babner's girlfriend's apartment and they surround it. They have snipers set out front and they have people, you know, just all around. Um, but they were afraid that if they busted in because his girlfriend and his eight-year-old child were in the apartment, that he might take one of them hostage. Well, he sounds like a dirtbag that would well, do that. Totally. Yeah. I bet you he would use them as a human shield. Um. So they decide to wait until his child gets on the bus at around 8 a.m. And the plan is that when the kid gets on the bus, they're going to wait until it pulls out of the street. They don't want the kids seeing any of this, which good on them, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that's what they did. When the bus got there, it was Babner himself who escorted the child to the bus. And then they wait until the, it leaves down the street, turns the corner, and they rush at him. And they're yelling, like, it's the big, you know, Hollywood scene. Put your hands in the air. Get down. Get down. Um, he didn't get down, so he got pushed down. Uh, Tackled! <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, anyways, they get him. They get this guy. The captain later said, it's not every day that you can say you put your hands on a monster. But that's what I did that day. Which is true. I, I thought that was a really good way to sum that all up yeah. yeah gotcha um they didn't want to make dan and danielle have to go to court and relive the whole art ordeal but babner wouldn't admit his guilt so they have to go like what a dirtbag right like they've got him obviously but he still won't admit his guilt so they have to go and they have to go through the whole court process and when they were t testifying in the courtroom the courtroom was so silent that they said that you could hear a pin drop and babner did nothing. He just sat there the whole time. He didn't testify. He didn't call any witnesses. He just sat there. Like, what was the point of that? Just admit you're guilty if you're not going to say anything anyways. William Babner is found guilty on two counts of attempted murder, two counts of kidnapping, one count of robbery, three counts of involuntary deviant sexual, inter sexual intercourse, and one count of rape.
I didn't. Have you ever heard of that deviant sexual intercourse? Like that's rape, isn't it? I know, and I don't hang around the courts very often, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I've never heard it. Anyways. I've never heard it on like a Law and Order type thing either. Yeah. So. I don't. Know. Anyway, I think they were just hey, trying to nail. Just charge him with everything. I think that's what they were doing. They Anything were just that sticks. Getting him Shotgun with theory. absolutely everything that they could. He is sentenced to. I would nail him with jaywalking. <laughs> He is sentenced to 117 to 235 years in prison. Not enough. So the next time he gets out of prison, it's going to be in a box. Should be. You know what? This is if if you are, and I know, I don't know. I just think there should be a death penalty. Like I get, I get why they took it away. I understand. I understand 100. percent There's just too many people that were getting it that didn't exactly. Didn't, but now with all the advancements in DNA and yeah. all the advance, like I just and if it's a 100, percent you know you did it, like yeah, like Paul Bernardo, right? Bernardo, you know, Canada, should... videotapes of him doing it, and we're paying thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars to keep this scumbag alive for what reason? Yeah, for what reason? It's a hot topic. I just I think that that's the problem, right? You, there's there would people who would take advantage of the situation, and even say that they had 100% beyond a doubt proof, even I think it's still innocent people would end up dying. That's the problem. I, I agree with you. Bernardo, we know he is. He should be executed. But if there, you have to be able to draw the line in the sand somewhere. That's that's where the issue comes up. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how many innocent people out of how many? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, this is going to come out really bad. But I mean, if we get rid of you know, if we've got 50 convictions and 49 of them are real and one was an accident, I can live with those ratios. Yeah. I mean, usually I these people that are charged, usually, I'm not going to say all the time, but usually these people are that are wrongfully accused have done some shady shit in the past anyways. And that's why yeah. they're being looked well, at. Well, I know. Place. And I know there's some times where they haven't. Right. I mean, we hear that. Yeah. Um, what's that one? Um, there's a something goes around and gets justice for people yeah. and stuff. Right. Which is, uh, is great. And it's amazing. And I get that, but I haven't heard. And again, I'm not, I don't follow it. So I could be 100% wrong, but how often do you hear that nowadays? Yeah. Like, well, it always seemed back, it always seemed to be like back in the eighties and seventies yeah. for sure. And, and I, you know, 100%, um, you know, there was, there was wrongful stuff done back then, but I'm just wondering now, I'm just wondering now what it would be like with all the technology and the advancements yeah. and cameras everywhere and cell phones. And it just seems like you have so much more uh, condemning evidence, right? And yeah. it was just, I don't know. I just, it, there's just some people that shouldn't be on this earth. And I, it bothers me that so much of, especially up here in Canada where we're taxed to death, goes into, to, giving these guys you know what i mean they they, well, they, they earn education they have a gym they have well, it's meals. even worse like when it's... they get out like carla hamoka is out she's had a child she she should never have gotten out of prison no like, well she... that's a whole nother yeah that's a whole nother topic where she yeah we, yeah we'll get into that anyway thing, but... anyways we've veered off track here Yes, that's what I like to do. Now you guys know I have another one called Ramblings of an Idiot. I just go on and on and on. With no facts, just my opinion. So, and right. again, and opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, so. And they all stink. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so that's your story? No, you need, you still haven't found out what happened with the lovely couple. I didn't know if they were still in a coma or not. They're not in a coma now. You know okay. that she came out and she said, like, write me a note or whatever. Whatever that. <laughs> she did something, right? Yeah. yeah. The whole I love you thing. Right. Um, do you think they're still mar they're together? Do you think they're married or? Uh, 
I, they better be. I already had this conversation with you. They are not. What? They, I thought they loved each other. Yeah. <laughs> they found it um, too much to overcome. They'd see each other, hear each other's voices, and then the night would just come rushing back to them. So they're still, they still remain friends to this day, but they're both married to other people. Oh, guess he didn't love her afterwards. <laughs> hmm, second date. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. I've been with you 10 years. I'm not even 100% sure. Oh, my God. You're going to get this shoe right up your butt. That's what's going to happen. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good that they're still friends, though. And it would yeah. be. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what is, what's that called? Post-trauma syndrome yeah. or PS... Post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't know. Just PSTD or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. Making shit up again. But, yeah. No. I mean, seriously, the trauma that night. And I could see it, right? Like over and over again like yeah i still yeah. have nightmares and trauma about you being a montreal canadian fan yeah. so i mean that's way more this story was way more horrifying than that and a lot of other shit happened to him so yeah i get it right like yeah it would be rough so that it that's all you got there that's what i got okay that's the end of the podcast Everybody, no no, no now it's your mine. turn oh boy yeah you tell me you had a good one this week ah uh, well it's uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit close to home oh okay well that's exciting but not close to home it's far away but it's close to home you'll understand okay carry on uh, so for some of you that actually uh know cheryl and i you know um we do a lot of camping for those of you who don't know us we do a lot of camping <laughs> um so we try to get we average about five weeks uh, out of the year we're actually out camping and then some weekends and stuff like that and we also like to do uh, motorcycle trips. Uh, we haven't done one for a while. We had a, one planned, but uh, COVID happened. So we're on hold until that stuff straightens itself out, if it ever does happen. Yeah, it was going to be a good one, too. So my wife's goal is to visit all of the provincial parks in Ontario. And she wants to hit all the national parks and stuff like that. And she wants to see a lot of the parks down in the States. It was funny, our, our first bike trip, we're going down in the states. My wife had no idea how beautiful, yeah, the the western. It's not the idea that you have in your head of the USA when you you when you're we get a really bad perceptive perception yeah. up here in Canada because we see all the crime dramas and and the dirty parts of the cities yeah. and 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 you, you just don't... picture everywhere as a city. Yeah, like and, and it's always we hear there's so yeah millions of people and you yeah. know and we're so used to having so much you know we're the farmland we've got you know, all of Canada could fit into two cities in the States type thing, right? Yeah. So I um, had taken several trips down in the States already. I'd done my motorcycle trips. Uh, I'd done the Blue Ridge into Tennessee and all that stuff. So I knew what we were kind of getting into and stuff. So, yeah, so uh, she wants to get up through all the national parks and do all this stuff. Um, and we do it either through camping or, or uh, on motorcycle trips. Uh, so one of our favorite trips that we did, and so actually – even meaning more to me now because uh, my dad can no longer uh, ride a motorcycle. So it was one of our last big trips with him. We did do one more trip with him after that, but it was a big one. And we also did it with uh, Cheryl's parents. Yeah, it was amazing. So we, uh, we actually uh, hopped on uh, the motorcycles and we drove down the USA, USA. We went to the Badlands. We went to customers. Which the Badlands, nobody talks about. I've, I didn't even know that thing existed. And it is the craziest thing. So surreal, eh? Like you're standing yeah. there and taking a picture and you're looking at the picture and you're it looking out like and it's like it's it's standing and looking at a different planet. It is so strange. 
So, uh, yeah, so we did the Badlands, did Custer's National Park. We actually got stuck in the middle of a buffalo herd. Yeah, and the um, one looked like it was going to take us out. Like yes. It was rearing its head at us. <laughs> it, it, it was actually getting scary. Uh, two rangers actually had to come down and put trucks in between us and drive us out because yeah. the buffaloes were getting a little upset. And that's when we found out that more, uh, buffaloes don't really like loud motorcycles. So yeah. maybe a sign would have helped. Who knew? So we got to see Mount Rushmore, uh, spent some time in Deadwood. Deadwood was a cool little town. Yeah. I still want to go back and do that, that was, again. That was I would love fun. to. I don't know if I want to ride like we did this whole time. I'm getting older. I think maybe if we trailered the yeah. bike down and stuff, it'd be kind of cool. I would but... love to go back down to Yellowstone. I know you're getting there, but that is where I would really, really love to go back to. Yeah. So uh, Deadwood and Sturgis. And then we also got went to Yellowstone. And that's where we saw Old Faithful um, go yeah. off and stuff. So yeah. That was kind of cool. It was, yeah, that was another surreal moment in my life. And it's also where my story begins. Oh, <laughs> well, look at that. <laughs> yes. So uh, in June 2016, Johnny uh, was 23 years old and on his graduation vacation at Yellowstone Park. Well, his parents were nice, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know where they're from, but that's, yeah, that's true. They, they could, could be next door. Yeah, that's like, true. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, he was there for his graduation. Um, he went and watched Old Faithful go off and started to walk around the area. And then he saw another uh, geyser called Pork Chop Geyser, a hot spring. I don't remember that. Well, I think you remember when they had all the trails and the we could walk walk, around yeah. the boardwalk and stuff yeah. like that? I think it was one of those ones oh, in there. okay. And uh, when he saw it going up and the steam and all that stuff, that's when he thought... It'd be a good idea to have a nice soak. Like, let's let's get into no. it. No. Yeah, that's what he thought. But there's signs everywhere saying that it signs, will kill you. Signs <laughs> everywhere, the signs. Uh, yeah. Um, yep, 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 yep. Signs everywhere. Uh, do you want to do the rest of my story for me? No. Can I, can <laughs> I just find that, no. So, yeah, he thought to himself that I could use a good soak. Uh, this is known as hot potting. So there's other people out there. Like, this is a known thing. People do this. Yeah, and it's forbidden, and it's ruled off limits for a really good reason, because the reason is you will die. Yeah. Yeah. It's boiling water. Yeah. Well, it, there's even more into it than that. So anyways, this was his college graduation trip, so he thought he was educated. He was smart. Oh, he knows what he's doing. And uh, so he went off. And so Johnny went for a walk uh, to find himself a nice private place to partake in this activity. Now, he thought he found the perfect place. So Johnny actually set up his uh, cell phone and stuff and wanted to record him actually oh, going into the... for God's sake, faces the... of death. So, uh, yeah, so he said, so that's why there's a lot more, like, like things that actually, I mean, like, there's a video of this. It was never released. The video was never released. So oh don't, you can't God. go online, look it up or anything like that. But there's no question that somebody pushed him in. Absolutely <laughs> no question. Yes, exactly. So uh, he was in there. And the video, you can see him. He's reaching down to check the, the water temperature, trying to get in with his hand, yeah. and he fell right in. <gasps> so, yeah, he slips and falls into the boiling acid water. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's got a really, really high uh, acidity to it, right? So you don't have to be a you know chemistry major or student to figure out what happened oh, next. Oh, my God. Do you remember that movie where the volcanoes were going off and the grandmother was pushing the boat, but she was basically melting as she was doing? That's what that makes me think of. Well, it's pretty much that because oh my God. he fell in, uh, so rapidly started dissolving, like Jesus. right away. Um, he was trying to fight, but the ground around is also crusty and unstable, so it was breaking away oh and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Rescuers saw him. 
So they try to get up there, but as they're getting up there, they're trying to get in the grounds breaking and all of a sudden a lightning storm comes through. What are so the they, chances? Yeah, so there's a lightning storm going on, the ground's breaking away, so they couldn't actually get to even try to get him out until the next day because of all this going on and lightning strikes and all that. Well, and, and he's probably a goner like the, all almost they, immediately. So all they found um, out of him was his flip-flops and his wallet. That's it. The rest was all Holy dissolved. It makes you wonder how many people that's happened to and you just you don't even know like all these there's missing people all over like how what a great place to get rid of a body yeah right not that we're suggesting that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah probably a good idea so yeah so it was um you know like and what i don't understand is why people ignore all these signs like i really that baffles my mind like i get you know, you don't follow every sign, but if I'm somewhere where I've just watched water explode into the air, there's yeah. steam going off, there's, you, you know, know, it's you're, volcanic you're, yeah, activity. Yeah, you're walking on a volcano. <laughs> oh my God. I might God. pay attention to this stuff. So, um, just stupid. Yeah. yeah, that's why he wins the Darwin Award. Yeah, he definitely won. <laughs> so, uh, four million people travel to Yellowstone every year uh, to partake in that. Um, I Not go, the jumping in the boiling water. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. you visit the National Park, you see the grizzly bears and all yeah. that stuff. Not to hop in, not to do hot potting or anything yeah. like that. So, um, so, but actually, I was trying to find like how many deaths per year or whatever. And it was saying from 1992 to 2019, they've only actually had 20 deaths in the park. That's actually pretty good. I bet you Algonquin has more than that. Yeah. And that's, and like I said, there's 4 million people that travel there yearly, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's... I mean, whatever, but um, yearly, they um, have to do rescues of two to three people so a year. From doing the same thing or from... Trying like, to do the same thing, oh, jumping yeah. over, trying to get the hot things and everything like that. And do you know um, mostly who it is that they have to rescue? Teenagers? Nope. Who? Small children. Oh. Parents get watching this stuff and their kids just wander off, I guess, and they get stuck in this thing. There. Oh, so, my yeah, God. Two, you, that so, would be horrifying. Yeah, small children. So I don't know why you would go to a place with boiling acid and go, ah, I might ignore my child. <laughs> like, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. But, yeah, so, yeah, children walking around, boiling oh. acid. I just, that, yeah, that, that makes me sad that maybe some of those children are the victims, one of the, some of those 20 victims. Yeah, it doesn't, like I said, and the one that I just told you about, the Johnny one, was the most recent death, so that was 2016. Oh, well, that's pretty good then. So, that's yeah, it's, they've gone, almost six years. not to jinx it, knock on wood, yeah. they've gone five years without, yeah. a, without a, a death anyway, so, yeah, so that's what I got on that one, so. Now that I'm all worked up and uh, we're all boiling with acid, <laughs> let's cool ourselves off and start talking about snow oh, and snowblowers. I don't want to talk about snow or snowblowers. Well, this is another good time to talk about <laughs> snowblowers because, you know, eventually we're going to have a bunch of snow. Yes, unfortunately. So, uh, it's a good time to actually, you know, make sure people are out seeing if their snowblowers are working and then making sure stuff goes. Uh, one thing I read on here for when I, I will do some more safety facts at the end there, but do you know what a lot of people happen with them in the wintertime? They stick their hands in? Well, yeah, they do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is a, they'll actually fire their stuff up and try to get it running and yeah. the monoxide will kill them in the garage because they forget to open up doors or they only got one little door oh. open and they sputter and stuff. So keep your doors open, well ventilated when you're trying to get these all fired up and running. So... <laughs> So not only are uh, homeowners trying to get their snowblowers and everything up and running, uh, the big companies that go out and do the parking lots and all that stuff. Wait. So 
landscaping companies and whatnot. Yeah, all yeah. those type of things. Plus the uh, uh, up here in Canada, we call it the MTO, so Ministry of Trans- Transportation. Right. They get their big plows out and right. stuff like that. So in uh, New York, uh, they had this big, a bunch of snow had just fallen. So that means it was time for the plow crews to go and get working on cleaning out their parking uh, lots and clear them up and get them ready for the day. So, you know, they go out at night and they try to clear all this stuff off, have everything ready. Right. And that's what Henry was just about to do. Henry? Henry, what's Henry. going on? What, what so, happened to Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Henry, you say? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, I have to use Henry because it's not his real name. Again, I've changed it, but um, he's not a friend, so I can't use Johnny's friend, and it's not Johnny, so I can't use. So. Oh, so he's a third party. So he's a third party. So, yeah, so he's getting the snowplow up and ready to go. Okay. So he's got the uh, snowplow up and running. On the, his um, snowplow, he's actually got a plow and a snowblower. Um, that's oh, all that's, kind of... That's interesting. Yeah, I guess it plows off to the side, but it keeps. It also throws the snow out or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So he's going uh, up and down, doing the, uh, the parking lots. Um, I'm not 100% sure where. I think it was Walmart, but whatever. So you get an idea of the big all parking lot. All good stories start at Walmart. Well, absolutely, right? <laughs> So anyways, he's got it firing up, he's going, his night's going great, and all of a sudden he, he his snowblower bogs right down and he gets a and then it's like bump, bump, like he just went over and he's like, What the heck just happened there? Oh, this is starting to sound like not going I don't know. I'm getting visions of my head of what might be stuck in there, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So your visions are probably right since you know that I'm doing Darwin Awards. Right. So yeah, Henry uh, hops out and goes down, and he sees uh, blood and uh, oh no, and uh, sleeping bag everywhere. Oh no, yeah. Oh so no. Johnny decided that he was going to do some winter camping in a Walmart parking lot. in a Walmart parking lot, and uh, had his sleeping bag, and that was it. And then he got covered in snow. So while he was sleeping. That is horrifying for that poor truck driver. Yeah. And before you guys think I'm a dick and go, oh, and you're picking on a homeless person. This is all he had. No, no. His car was in the parking lot. Oh, no. So he could have slept in his car. He was doing this for fun. Uh, apparently. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, nobody could ask him. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? But that's all they could <laughs> Maybe assume. Maybe this that... was like the world's worst suicide attempt. <laughs> it wasn't the worst because he actually made it, right? Yeah, so yeah. it could have been the... <laughs> So yeah, so that was uh, that was how he won his Darwin Award. He decided to use oh, a. Oh, I sleep- feel so bad for that truck driver. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You got to come out and you're seeing all this, and this is yeah. how your night's going and yeah. that. So, so I did a little bit more looking into the uh, the snowblower deaths and stuff. Since 1992, Consumer Product Safety Commission or CPSC said there's only actually been 19 deaths um, with snowblowers. Well, it's. I mean, I know a lot of people get maimed, but it would be kind of difficult to kill yourself with a snowblower. But over, well, do you know what? So some of the stories I was reading uh, with some of this stuff, there was a guy that actually took a snowblower, uh, dragged it all the way upstairs and tried to do stairs with a snowblower. And then, of course, slid all the way down and then the snowblower flipped and then he got himself killed that way. Jesus! Another guy decided to take a snowblower up on the roof. Okay, how lazy are you that you're snowblowing your steps? Yes. Well, he this guy took it up on his roof. Took it up oh, on a roof, and God. with and when he went across because he couldn't see his skylight. That sounds safe. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? 
drag it all the way up on your roof to clear your roof off. I get snow gets heavy and stuff yeah. and you want it off. But yeah, and then he went through his skylight and uh, the, snow, the snowblower landed on top of him and killed him and oh, stuff. So fuck. yeah, there's actually a few... <laughs> incidents when i was going through this actually the uh the video i actually watched the video on all of this on uh the youtube channel uh terrifying 10 uh m does this and she's amazing at doing some of these darwin stuff sometimes i listen to her and then i go and do more research on it to build it up right but, yeah uh yeah she had some really good ones on there this time so but yeah 19 deaths uh, but over 5740 injuries a year oh my god yeah I remember when I went to college, um, one of my teachers was missing fingers, and it was because he stuck his hand right in a snowblower. Well, that makes sense, right? (laughs) That's what I do. Oh, look. Look at those rotating sharp blades. Can I touch them? Can I touch them? (laughs) Well, I think most of the time it's like, why aren't these spinning? And then they try to spin them. There it is. Have you seen our snowblower? What am I asking about? You've never seen our snowblower. (laughs) Out in our snowblower at the very top. There is a big shovel thing on there right, to yeah. stick in there. And there's another thing you can do. Turn it off. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus. You know, maybe follow some of the safety signs on snowblowers. This is true. Yeah. So anyways, those are my Darwin Award recipients. Well, they were good ones. They were good ones. Yeah. They're a little bit of camping, a little bit yeah. of stuff, stuff that we've actually seen so you can <laughs> envision. So that's at the end of my story. So this is where we do the call to action. Yes. Oh, I almost forgot. You did good because I forgot about the call to action. That's right. So if you have any stories or you just want to reach out, talk to us or anything like that, we have our website, which is dead or survive podcast at gmail.com. Instagram and Facebook that Cheryl has up and running. We've got yep. Twitter going now. So please share the episode links with everybody you can think that might want to, or just put it on your Facebook page and annoy your friends and make them listen. Well, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what I know. That's why I'm saying. So do exactly what I'm doing. Listen to these guys. So they leave us alone. We are actually over 310, I think it was, or 309 listens. So that's kind of cool on our way to our um, goal of a thousand. Yep. So we're getting there slowly but surely, and uh, we appreciate all the help and support we are getting out there, guys. So please, I uh, yeah. hope you are enjoying these thank and, you, thank and you. keep uh, handing them out. And now for everyone's favorite time. The dad joke. You know it's your favorite time. I, I do enjoy this time. Okay. So this is the reason, actually, I'm pretty sure this is the only reason why most people hang out. They, 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 they really go, blah, 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 blah. What's the dad, dad joke? joke? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I am. This is the most stressful part of my whole thing. It has to be a good it one. Is. I, I try. So anyways, how much did Santa pay for his sleigh? Mm, I've got nothing. Nothing. It was on the house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a crap one. <laughs> Not your worst. <laughs> that whole week off, and that's the best I could come up <laughs> yeah. with. Anyways, guys, this is episode seven. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we are still having a blast. And again, yeah. please let everybody know and uh, support and like, click, follow, yep. jump Thanks. up and down, hold on to your nose, whatever you got to do. <laughs> yep. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. And bye. Bye.